right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Fired up today. My man, Brian Tooley, BTR Racing. If you know racing, if you're going fast, then you know Brian Tooley. There is no doubt. You know, I've known this guy for a while, man. Started out, you know, just, you know, camshafts. But what he's been able to do as far as, God, just accelerating the game and everybody that's in it is just absolutely amazing. It's like a wicked, crazy voodoo, Bird. Uh, there's something about camshafts, intake. You know, a lot of people don't realize how the engine is a living, breathing mechanism. You know, if you could sit there and, and see it. I've had the luxury of watching a buddy who used to work in a NASCAR team, and they had video of this NASCAR engine at like 7,000 RPM, 8,000 RPM, 9,000 RPM, and just watching the thing breathe and where the air goes and tumbles and, you know, how fast it can move through an engine, where it gets, you know, uh, sort of uh, um, unsettled at and all these crazy things. It's amazing technology. I'm sure you've seen it, you know, on your side of Ford, what these what these engines are capable of doing. And, and BTR racing has been a big component to really bring that level up to the next the next phase. Yeah, man. Um you know, we all we all are familiar with all the you know the various pistons and valves and things that are moving, but it's the dynamics that gets really tricky. And there's a lot of wave dynamics and pressure dynamics, and it's trying to trap, you know, more volumes of air within the cylinder. Uh, and then you got you know you're competing things with, uh, you know, your knock limits and how fast you know you're tumbling and mixing and uh, your burn rates. And now you start adding in things like boost devices and nitrous and boy, the complexity goes through the roof. Uh, and, you know, I've been on the OE side for 20 plus years and we have every piece of measurement equipment and we have modeling and, you know, there are those within the OE world within that that defined space, right? We're not out typically, you know, racing and hot rodding, you know, we're, we're within the OE kind of defined selling vehicles, but the science behind it is incredible. It's mind blowing that I think people in the outside world would, you know, never comprehend or guess what's going on. Uh, and there's very few folks in the aftermarket that I've run across like Brian that just happens to have that 
uh, experience and intuition and, you know, kind of somewhat scientific method to go and figure out uh, how to put the combinations together. Because it's really the system that matters. Because uh, you can go get a camshaft from anywhere. You can get the big one, the small one, the gr this grind or that grind. But it's knowing what you're trying to do with that camshaft and then really, you know, changing its profiles and durations and everything else to try to, you know, make it all work together to get out, you know, two plus two equals five instead of, you know, yeah, something yeah. less than four. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, in some cases, man, if you were a, a, a dumb teenager kid like I was, hell, one plus two equal 12. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would be the kid. Uh, it, my, my first char my first car, 71 Dodge Charger. Right, I saved all my money, man, cutting grass. I was working hard, slinging chicken. <laughs> I, was, I was starting to dabble in radio a little bit, saved up some money, and I got this big block 440. I'd done the stroker kit on it. I was all happy. What did I do, man? I went and I just went to the bottom of the page. We're all guilty of this. You go to the bottom of the page, and you order the biggest, nastiest, ugliest camshaft on the page. I'm like, what's that one? All out race? Let me have that one. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, we've all done that. Well, most people that I know have done that at least once, made that mistake. And it is a mistake. Yeah. Um, and, and there's there's really, uh, you know, magical things when, uh, let's say you put a, a camshaft that's maybe a little too big. So that means, you know, at, at low speeds, you, your valves are staying open longer and you're actually pushing some of the pressure back out of, in the cylinder uh, and you match that with some really high compression. So it's great. You're not really knock limited down low because some of the air is coming back out of the cylinder. But at, you know, the, the mid and upper power, uh, you're getting all that compression power and you're matching it with the, the camshaft, right? And so that's the part that um, I think is really critical because you can pick a big cam. Uh, but what you can, you know, what you match it with, can really dramatically change your end results. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk to the man who knows it all, Brian Tooley, BTR Racing. We're gonna take a break. It is Two Guys Garage Podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B. We're back with BTR Racing in just a minute. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It is Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Brian Tooley, BTR Racing, on our podcast today. Brian, welcome to the podcast. It's been a while, man. How's life? How are? How is the uh, supply sh chain shortage for you, my friend? <laughs> you know, we've been uh, very lucky. Uh, thank you for having me, by the way. Uh, we've been very lucky. Um, in 2020, we kind of doubled down on some inventory, and that really paid off in spades. And uh, 2021 to give you some idea. March 2021, we were up 69 percent versus March 2020. Wow! Wow! Ooh. Good for you, man. 
Good for you. That's huge, bro. That is so big. That's crazy, man. That is, did you ever think you would see a year like that? No. Oh, no. Yeah, because in March of 2020, I thought I was going to be out of business that year. Yeah. Yeah, looking into this pandemic, I mean, that's the first thing I think most people would think of is we're just all going to sink. And yeah. to be able to come, you know, flying out of this thing, you know, top dog. What, what a crazy, awesome industry we have with such loyal and enthusiastic people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Ain't nothing going to slow us down. And, and, hey, we'll take a bad opportunity and turn it into a good one. We'll get our, mm -mm. We'll get our work done. We'll get our cars built. <laughs> you know, we'll make progress. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what Hot Rod's all about, man. It's always been what Hot Rod is all about. All right, so I, I got to ask, man, there's, there's some specific questions we're going to get into here in just a few. Um, but over the last year, you've seen a massive amount of growth, obviously. You know, that 69% number is kind of startling. What is BTR Racing doing now that has you really, really excited, man? Well, I, you know, the list is so long. Uh, we talked about some stuff, obviously, before we started here. And then I just thought about some things that we didn't talk about. So we have a couple of couple of patented products we're working on um, that we're real excited about. Uh, we have a aluminum block that we're have applied a, a patent on. Uh, well, it's a very interesting because um, we applied for the patent because the block would be stronger than current aluminum blocks on the, on the market and cost less money to manufacture. So we applied for the patent, found out Ford actually applied for the same patent in 2019. Uh, so oh. we're trying to figure out if we can either a work with Ford or B, and you and you may know what it is. I might know what that patent is. It might even have <laughs> my name on it. Yeah. Uh -huh. So uh, yeah, great minds <laughs> think alike, right? I mean, it's just uh -huh. a crazy story there. Um, and then some a few other patents. Uh, guys were working on so much stuff. Um, you know, we had we've been developing you know cantaloupes in house for a few years, and and then uh, about. Um, about eight months ago, we had kind of a paradigm shift uh, in lobe development uh, in terms of, we used to just, it was a, a balance between more, you know, more peak opening acceleration, uh, made more power to dyno, but was uglier on a Spintron. And then I actually had an idea about reshaping that acceleration curve that was actually an idea that I, that I got from road racing. And it has to do with how you decelerate going into a turn and how you decelerate going into a turn, you have a lot of initial deceleration, right? And so what I did was I designed the acceleration curve to where when it goes into deceleration, the slope of that deceleration ramp was steeper. And, um, and lo and behold, the engine made more power and the Spintron was better. This, the uh, results off the Spintron, the dynamics, you know, so that was kind of a paradigm shift for us. That's the first time we had seen something actually make more power and be better on the Spintron uh, and, and design that acceleration curve. So pretty excited about that. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, a Spintron is basically a spinning type machine to whip your valve train up to high speed so you can kind of see the dynamics. Because uh, you think it's real simple to just open and close a valve, but the, the spring is trying to close it. And you're trying to smack it almost with a hammer and get it to open as fast as possible. And that spring is trying to close it. And uh, man, you got to get it to seep gently or it'll bounce. There's so many different dynamics. Uh, it can go off the nose of the cam. I mean, Brian can really kind of jump in, but yeah. uh, there's there's an incredible amount of valve train dynamics and a Spintron's a great tool uh, for trying to work those out. It, you've even seen the springs 
rotate <laughs> clockwise and then all of a sudden stop and rotate counterclockwise at certain RPMs. It, it's crazy what's going on in there and how it gets just absolutely manipulated depending on the RPMs. Yeah, and we, you know, the Spintron, we use a laser to track the valve motion. And, you know, you, you basically have three things going on. You have an opening deflection, right? And, and opening deflection, the more deflection you get, the more stored energy you get. Well, then when, as you're trying to decelerate, as you're going up over the nose, if you have too much deflection, you have too much stored energy. So then you get more loft over the nose. Well, the more loft you get over the nose, then you get more closing bounce, you know? So everything really starts on that initial, uh, you know, opening and resulting deflection. And that's where when you start playing with like less seat pressure uh, on the spring, you get less deflection and the whole thing's happier. Uh, you know, I just found out in last year's time that, you know, NASCAR solid rover engines, those springs are 120 pounds on the seat. Huh. You know, there's six or 700 open, but they're only 120 pounds on the seat. And, and, you know, when you, of course, you know, if I was in NASCAR land, I'd probably known that eight years ago. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> all these secrets, man, we all got to figure them out ourselves almost, you know? Yeah. And so when you when you learn some of those things and test some of those things, we have a new beehive spring that we're coming out with that has less on the seat than some competitors and more open. And guess what? It's better, right? It's better on a Spintron. But when you start talking about having less seat pressure, most people are like, well, that's wrong. And, you know, we've seen lots of applications where more seat pressure was better, had less closing bounce, you know? So it's, you know, the way the entire system works together is, uh, you know, it's just mind blowing. Well, what can throw you off is you'll learn something on an NA motor, uh, but you've got back pressure in a turbo. Mm -hmm. And so that back pressure wants to keep the valve from closing, right? Because, you yep. you know, mm -hmm. it, there's pressure on the top side of the valve, pressure you know? So it, yeah. uh, you learn something in one application, then you change a few variables, and it's like, wait a minute, why did this act as, as it's always been? But it's a new learning curve to, to do. You know, we were talking offline, uh, you know, getting into... Uh, direct injection and boosting years ago in the OE world because uh, we'd all been doing you know now everybody's been doing it for 10 15 years but you know when we were doing in the OE world uh, that, that was pretty fresh it was pretty scary because that's potentially a lot of warranty and additional costs and you know who knows how the world would accept it um, but there was a lot of learning curves the engines behaved quite differently in a number of different ways well I, I was hoping you would lead into that so Brian tell him some of the numbers you've been able to make, if you can, share with them some of these crazy numbers that you guys are, are now making and seeing. It, it, this is insane, you guys. Listen to this. Yep. So uh, LT1, you know, 6.2 liter engine, stock short block with flat cut, only the intake side of the piston because the exhaust already has a generous notch in it. Uh, CID heads milled at 14 to 1 compression. How amazing is that? You can get 14 to 1 compression with stock pistons. Um, our new 230 cam, such so a tiny cam. Right. With uh, E85, we made 740 horsepower, uh, which what? is in a 1.9 something horsepower cubic inch, which we never thought we would see. Seven, uh, you said 740? 740. NA? NA, on motor, yeah. That is, think oh, about pump, that, Kev. NA. Pump E85 make is 740. Like that is that's that's supercharger numbers to you know that's that's stuff that people you know need some massive power adder and a lot of plumbing and a lot of money to get and you're you're doing that in a that's and that's crazy. that's 
that sounds not exotic either. I mean, it's not stock, but you know, it's essentially bolt-on parts. You know, so it's not a a full-on race bread type of thing. You know, to make that kind of performance. Now, the fuel helps, but not like it's a game changer. You know, uh, yeah. it, it certainly can to bump up that compression a little bit. But other than that, uh, that's that's huge. Well, well, we really got uh, spanked. You know, so the days that I'm wrong are my best days, right? And so, um, you know, we converted this engine, so we had our Trinity intake on it, and we had injectors in it, but we weren't running the port injectors. We're running it 100% DI. And so then we converted it from BI to PI, simply by turning on the port injectors and removing the direct injectors and plugging those holes with plugs. And I'm a big latent heat of evaporation guy, right? So I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna introduce the fuel sooner, and it's gonna make more, even more power, right? So we converted it to port injection, and it lost 59 horsepower, right? And when it lost 59 horsepower, I said, it's gotta be airflow. So we looked at the mass airflow meter reading and guess what? It lost 8% airflow, which was almost exactly 8% horsepower. And then it got even more interesting to me because some of these guys are running these engines on pure meth M1. So we're like, let's run this thing on M1, right? So we go get some M1, we put it in there, 785 horsepower, almost 2.1 horsepower per cubic inch. And when we converted the engine from uh, DI to PI with the M1, it lost 85 horsepower at 7,900 RPM. Yeah, that's the magic yeah. of, of direct injection. But that's that's some big gaps because normally, you know, we would see, I'd say, you know, depending on what speed load you're at, you know, maybe mm-hmm. 1% to 3% just from DI alone. Uh, but you have some different factors going on. Um, you know, your higher compression than we probably typically use back in the day. Although the OE, you know, compressions are really creeping up there, but they're bleeding off a lot of that cylinder pressure. Um, but yeah, that's a huge gap between the PFI and the DI. Now, were you running any kind of limit on fuel? Were you, were you guys running out of fuel? Cause, um, yeah, by the time we got to 785 on the M1, we were at the limit of the LT4 injectors and fuel pump. Okay. I'm surprised it even would tolerate that, but that's pretty impressive. Cause a lot of those, a lot of those DI pumps in, in the older days, uh, you know, they were right limited to, uh, you know, what they're going to produce from the factory. Uh, so the DI pump limitation or the injector sizing has always been critical, but I assume maybe you ran, you know, uh, different injectors, the different DI injectors, or were they stock? We only ran LT1 and LT4, and we had to have wow, LT4 okay. to make wow. that kind of power. But, you know, That's you talk crazy. about the difference that you guys saw. You guys are probably running gas- gasoline. Right. Well, when you're running gasoline, you, you may only have 5%, 4% loss in airflow compared to 8% with E85 and mm-hmm. 12% with M1. We lost 12% airflow and power converting from BI to PI. Because the more fuel you put in that port, the more airflow you're displacing and the yep. less power you yeah. make with port. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. so much room. Yep, yep, yep. No, you, you hit it right on the on the head, man. Yeah. Yeah, that I love those magic fuels and like you said, the the DI aspect of it. Um because of the, you need a different air fuel ratio. So you need a lot more fuel to get the same fuel, energy. Yeah. And that's displacing the air as Brian's talking about. So if you can inject that in the cylinder after you've already gulped the air, you're not displacing what you're trying to get in there. And you're getting exactly. the heat of vaporization. So, right, it's the cooling effect of the alcohol or gasoline, whatever you're running, right? It's vaporizing a lot better 
DI than it is PFI. So that cooling effect, just like, you know, when you go to a, uh, you know, hot location at Disney World and they're spraying those fans and the, the water is misting out and evaporating, you feel kind of cool. Uh, do that with alcohol. Whew. Man, you can really cool that chamber off. And whatever your start temperature is, uh, tracks with your compressed temperature when the piston comes up. So that's really going to affect your knock limit. So how much spark you can put in there. And everybody knows, man, the more spark you can get in there, the more power you're going to make big time. Yeah. Yeah. But for us, for us to make almost two horsepower cubic inch on pump E85 hydraulic roller stock rockers, stock short block. Wow. Dude, who would have ever guessed that you would see that, uh, you know, almost two horsepower per cubic inch on stock components? And like, hey. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's just no. That's got to be – I mean, that had to be a party time for you guys, man. That's like oh, ring yeah. the bell, high five. <laughs> like that is – that's groundbreaking, man. Yeah, yeah, it's cool stuff. I, I of course, love it, you know. Yeah, man, absolutely. And, and Again, this is what sets you so far above everybody else in the game, man. I feel like everybody is doing a lot of the same right now, uh, whereas you're out there trying to find, you know, not just a, a couple horsepower. You're finding a lot of it. And I believe a lot of people have, have given up on, on find a lot of it. You know, they think we're tapped out on, in that regard. But, man, every time we talk to you, it's always amazing that, you know, you're, again, taking everything to the next phase, evolutionary leaps, and, and a different sort of mindset just in approaching how to make power and where to make it at. So uh, that's big news for, uh, for us on the receiving end of all your components, man, for sure. Uh, more questions. Uh, all about it, man. BTR Racing. Find them, Brian Tooley Racing. Uh, we got to take a break now. We're back more. Kevin Bird, Willie B. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Brian Tulio, BTR Racing on. You know, it's funny, man, because when you look at our hot rodding world, Brian, uh, the reason I feel like you guys are such a standout is, you know, it sounds weird to say, but a lot of the industry belongs to one or two brands. A lot of the industry is, is crunching numbers. Like, Kevin's great, right? He's one of the best minds in the business there is. He's come, he comes from the OE side, so he's constantly always talking to me about what they're doing to try to scratch a penny, save a dime, you know, and so forth. Well, a lot of the companies out there and a lot of the people that own those companies kind of have that mentality because they're a corporation. Man, you're just a guy trying to make power, and the results, that power is what feeds you know, your, your people, the people that consume your product, and that has got to be, that's got to give you a little boost knowing that, 
you're doing something that so few people in the industry continue to do, and that's push the envelope, find power. Yeah, because it, it really comes down to dollars and cents, right? I mean, if we spent 12 months developing our Gen 5 cams on the 5.3 and the 6.2 liter engines, right? And, and you're talking about two guys, Spintron, Dyno, buying lots of parts, engines. You know, uh, we hurt the engine a couple of times, you know, buying more parts. And, you know, if, if a bean counter at the end of all of that did the math on how much we invested developing those camshafts versus, you know, what we're selling them those camshafts right now, they would have fired me as a product development manager. Right. That's right. <laughs> you're going, you're chasing your vision, you're chasing your passion. And that's completely different than going through the motions of a corporation. Right? Here's how we churn. Here's how we all turn the wheel. Stuff comes out the other side, you know, but, but you're doing it from the purest sort of from the heart and yeah. uh, you will achieve more that way. Now you'll risk more, uh, but you'll achieve more because you'll end up with something better uh, and then you'll reap it on the other end. I, I think so, you know, and, it, and it's a shame because um, it's all about ROI, right? Somebody would, you know, if, if we were private equity like our, most of our competitors now, um, you know, they would have looked at the ROI and it wouldn't have been there and why are you doing this, right? And so, yeah, being able to just pursue the passion of power and what makes it work and what makes it better uh that's definitely what we live for is that something you go into work every day and you try to you try to you know sort of uh, facilitate in your crew and your and your staff and you know how can i make this better because i feel like a lot of people would have gone that distance to find out you know what you were discussing earlier on the on the lobe on a d-cell of it and you would have kept pushing and continuing to push that envelope yeah yeah i mean i i've got a, a rock star crew you know a design engineer rick smith that's the guy that started trick flow in the 80s sold it to summit racing in 93 tried to hire me into trick flow in 1996 yeah. which is ultimately what led summit to buy my business in 2004. you know for i have him working for me now unbelievable right man it's just a total rock star uh, our calibration uh, engineer james short uh, been in the industry forever uh, one of the top calibrators in the country obviously the best in our area um you know great guy to have on staff you know so if you can you know recruit and uh retain those rock stars you know you're going to have a lot of great things happen and that's what we've been able to do now, so, you know, when people look to buy, you know, your products, are, are they typically doing just the cam? Like, I've got all this stuff and, you know, tell me what cam to put in there to, to make it all work. Or uh, do they typically come to you and say, hey, man, I want to make power. And then you kind of give them the package and say, all right, man, we want to match this cylinder head, this compression, yada, 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 that sort of thing. Or what, what's kind of the most common way people come to you? Or how should they be coming yeah, to yeah. you, to be honest? <laughs> right. It's, ever, it's everything from from A to Z, right? I mean, you've got the guy that he's got his truck that he drives every day and he just wants a little chop-chop sound and he's going to buy the Truck Norse cam and, and put a set of uh, LS6 springs in it, you know. and Chuck Norse, chop-chop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Truck Norse, it's an awesome cam. Like, awesome, awesome cam. I mean, the name is good. The cam works extremely well because we had – you know, our truck cam, stage one, two, three, and four, right? That cam makes more power everywhere than our stage one, stage two, and stage three. Uh, it makes more power everywhere than all three of those cams. 
you know, and so, uh, you know, so it's a great camp. So you got guys in, and actually we just come out with a, uh, no springs required version of that. That's 500 lift rather than 552. And that cam makes within three horsepower of the higher lift cam. So we think it's going to nice. be a great hit as well. Uh, those yeah, actually just, that's huge for a lot of folks. That's, that's a lot less hassle to deal with. Absolutely. Slide a cam in, keep the sock springs on there. Um, yeah, Man. people hate changing springs. You know, so you got guys that's going to do everything from slide this NSR, no springs required cam in to guys that want to set class records, you know, that want to win classes, win championships. You know, we, we sponsored the uh, LS Fest um, stock block shootout class. And the guy that, you know, is the fastest in the class is uh, one of our customers. We put the combination together, you know, heads, intake, uh, camshaft. And, um, you know, working with those guys, um, you know, because I think they've been 420s in the eighth with a stock, stock block. Come on. 420s? Uh, 420s. That's crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah man. 5.3. You know, like a BTR crank, uh, aluminum rod, uh, trick flow 220 heads, and I designed one. I said trick flow, wow. um, ported by Bischoff. Um, yeah, it's um, it's really, you know, and and hydraulic roller, right? I mean, it's uh, it, it's really, you know, what a time to be alive. It's like every time I talk to you, Willie, I'm like, what a time to be alive. Yeah, but... Six months a year later, what a time to be alive. <laughs> it really you know? is, man. It's crazy to see some of these numbers, some of these times, and and what you're finding out, man. It's it, 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 to me, it's just amazing that you continue to push that envelope and set that bar. Uh, you know, every time we talk to you, it's like, well, that's got to be the ceiling. That's got to be where it, you know, the end all. But it's not. It's crazy. Well, man, I'm telling you, like, right when we talked earlier about the LT1 motor, you know, a hot rodder style build, almost you're tapping on the door of 800 horsepower. Now, that's some nice fuel. The M1's nice fuel. You know, but you're tapping on the door of 800 hundred horsepower that's insane right that's that's nothing we ever dreamed about that's 800 is you know if you got a power adder it's one thing you know turbo supercharges whatever it's 800 is fairly easily achieved but 800 in a shut the front door dude that is crazy no yeah, doubt yeah. no uh, doubt God. all right so yeah out of 376 cubic inches yeah for sure yeah three that's not a big block just, man no no <laughs> that's tiny man all right so other questions now obviously I, I know you can't expand on this but how excited are you uh, as far as you know you, you started with camshafts and, and cranks and um you know you're you really got some great intakes out there how, how is it you know for you and the in the crew that you continually expand uh and what is it you know for you in this next hurdle uh i don't want to go into it but there's a rumor going around that Man, you just got plugged into something big. Well, can you elaborate? Well, you know, <laughs> what we we're discussing that we can't discuss, but, you know, that's got to be exciting for you guys because that's going to be the next, yeah. you know, for that company, that's going to be huge. That that setup is going to be massive. Yeah, there's so much going on, you know. Um, but, you know, the new block that we're working on, we might be working on uh, some solar heads, right? Um you know, so uh, we're about to launch our billet LS cranks this week. You know, so um, yeah, the, the the amount of stuff that we're working on is just it's just insane. From what I've seen on on, on some of the social, you you got some good partners. That that, yeah. that that means a lot. You know, you talked about some of the guys that are working with you, and I think you got some other partners that you guys are collaborating on. And uh, man, you got the right people in your camp. That's for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we talked about Brian Wolf before. 
um, before this, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. great guy to partner. That's who I was talking about. <laughs> Yeah, man. You guys going to be making big moves, man. It couldn't happen to a better guy and a, and a better camp because uh, you guys have been in it for a long time. And every single every time we chat, every time I see you you in literature and, you know, you're setting records. It's amazing from LS Fest to, you know, um, anytime I'm, I'm looking at records and who's going fast, they always are running your stuff, man. Yeah, thanks. Now, can you talk about can you talk about anything you're doing with Wolf or is that still? Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brian Wolf, we're working on. Uh, so we had this uh, three-piece Trinity intake. You know, it's made like a belted intake where the runners built to the plenum, except we made a cast where it's affordable, right? So it's less than a thousand dollars. And and he approached us about making uh, that that Trinity intake for the Godzilla. Uh, so oh, I didn't know we could talk about that. I'm like, oh, I don't want to bring it up, but I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> you're beating around the bush. You're beating around the bush. Oh no, oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, Brian's like, what? Trinity. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I missed that. Sorry. Sorry, Willie. I'm dead sometimes. I'm blind moment. But but yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Godzilla intake. Yeah, that's out there on social media. Um uh, Brian Wolf's been talking that up. Yeah, great, you know, phenomenal guy to work with. I, that ends is gonna be so big for Ford. That ends is gonna be so badass for Ford, man. Watch. It's it's gonna be wicked. Yeah, I hope so. I hope we, so. We have so much stuff to do, so many intra- Trinity intakes that we're actually working on now different versions and stuff, different plenums. And, you know, people came to me Thursday at PRI, are you going to make a Godzilla intake? Nope. Friday, are you going to make a Godzilla intake? Nope. And, and Brian Wolf walks up at 4 o'clock on Saturday. He said, will you work with me to make a Godzilla intake? I said, yeah. yes, absolutely. <laughs> Woo, yeah. Smart move, Brian. Smart move. That's big news, man. Yeah, if anybody doesn't know, we, we had – yeah, we had Brian Wolf on the show. Uh, you can look through our list of podcasts on our web on our website, the Two Guys Garage website, and and listen to that. Uh, Brian was one of our execs at Ford, um, and, and usually we were talking offline. Usually execs that move up the line, um, you know, they might obviously be engineers or whatnot, but that guy was a full on racer from the beginning. Uh, God, that guy he broke just about every record you could with five O's back in the day. I mean, he's a legend at the track. Uh, but he made himself, you know, all the way up to the, you know, higher ranks. He was uh, leading the Ford Racing Group for a long time. Uh, so, I mean, that guy from from the racer side, from the engineering side, just understanding how the whole business works, how the engine works. Uh, that guy's awesome. So it, it's cool to see him in retirement now, <laughs> just continuing to have fun. But now in the aftermarket space, you know, uh, and to see him kind of pairing up with folks like you. Yeah. Uh, I know you guys are going to do great things. Um now, what do you have for targets um, with a new intake? Are you allowed to talk about that at all? I, I didn't get to catch all the details on social. Just saw you guys paired up and, and got a little giddy. Yeah, you know, there's not any um, elaborate targets with it. They're just wanting an intake that would make peak power in that, you know, 7,000 to 7,500 RPM range. And, uh, it, you know, it typically does that. Well, seven to 8,000, obviously, depending on cam and, and heads and all that. So, um so yeah, and we do some other things. It's a relatively short runner, but what people don't realize is we've been able to make as much torque as like a Holly High Ram. It's a oh, big nice. Right? That's a yeah, that's huge. They, they, it, it's amazing. People think that torque is one hundred percent controlled just by that runner length, but there's other aspects of that runner design yeah. that if you know what to do, and the reason I know what to do is because honestly, when I worked at Trick Flow. Uh, I did some work. We were working on intake manifold development, and I uh, made a modification to a runner, increased increase the airflow in the flow bench, and put it on the engine dyno, and it lost torque everywhere. Yeah. And I was just like, 
I should do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, man. Hey, I always say I learn by trial and error, mostly error. But yeah, but you know what? That that could lead you down the right <laughs> path, man. The guy that wins has failed more times than most people ever attempt. You know, the champion has for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, well, the Ford folks, they learned a lot on that uh, GT350, right? Because yeah. uh, that, that motor pushed some serious limits to have catalytic converters and all this stuff you have to do for, right, selling OE vehicles. Uh, and, and same thing with intakes. Right, they they learned a lot on that one, but they learned a lot to go. Well, wow, we didn't have to do it, you know, certain runner lengths and whatever, because there's other parameters that you could adjust. And so some of the follow-on Mustang programs really capitalized on exactly what you're talking about—the learning curve on, you know, various methods of tuning uh, for you know peak power and keeping some of that bottom end, uh, not just long and short. Pretty neat stuff. Like I said, there's so much dynamics going on in there that. Whew, uh, you can't see yeah, it, I know. right? You got to either you got to clumsily test your way, you got to scientifically test your way, or you got to have some crazy supercomputer, uh, you know, analytical methods to try to capture all the different physics that's going on in there. Hey, and that's what Brian does, man. Uh, check him out, guys. BTR Racing. All right, man. I, I know we're almost out of time. How do people uh, follow you and continually, you know, keep up to date as to what you guys are developing, creating, uh, and what the next BTR release is going to be? Yeah, check us out on uh, Facebook, Brian Tubley Racing, and then uh, online, BrianTubleyRacing.com. All right, man. One question before we get out of here. All right? Sure. You ready? Yep. Do you think, what, what's your thought? You know, everybody's moving. It's big, it's big, massive shift towards EV and electric. As an aftermarket guy that's, you know, finding power and efficiency and all that stuff, are you are you worried at all about the future? Are you nervous? Um, what do you think that's going to have? What kind of footprint do you think that's going to have uh, for you and companies like yourself um, five and ten years down the road? Well, yeah, EV is coming. It's super impressive, right? I mean, I've ridden in a Tesla Plaid, you know, yeah, I mean, bad, right? Wow, I mean, what Dude, a what a car! Platform. Yeah, um, you know, however. Uh, obviously if you're an internal combustion engine guy and that's what uh, you'd like and love and uh, and for me that's our livelihoods here uh, obviously we're going to be married to internal combustion engines for some time obviously with an eye toward the future right emissions compatibility and power and things like that um, you know the thing about EV I've done quite a bit of research on EVs and lithium and batteries and battery design and rare earth elements and uh, there's just not enough lithium and rare earth elements in the world to electrify you know even 50 percent of our transportation needs right and yeah. our transportation needs are only going to grow in the future worldwide right developing countries india china more and more people are going to have cars you know so uh, so so lithium ev is from my perspective is just not the answer hydrogen fuel cell Ooh. Probably the answer. Yeah, hydrogen's making a big footprint out of SEMA this peer, this past year. A lot of people bringing the the hydrogen conversation back up, and it's uh, going to be interesting to see where we're going to be uh, with that. With that, you know, sort of. I think we're going to be battling it out here. Yeah, for the next it's going to be You know, it's man. like the big three. You know, the big three in the cars. Well, you got the big three in the in the energy source. You know, the the electrons, the hydrogen, the the, the gasoline, hydrocarbons. Yeah. Man, it's. 
Let's yeah. see who wins. And, and maybe, you know, hey, maybe there's uh, room for everybody. Yeah. Who knows? You know, you Mike know? Copeland from Arrington Performance at SEMA, he had his uh, LSA supercharged engine running on hydrogen. Yeah. Yeah. We talked to yeah. him on the podcast, yeah. too. That was amazing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's making that's, a big play there. Big so. stuff, man. All big right, man. Stuff. Options are great. Options are great. You guys just keep it up, man. I, I like to pick, pick amen, and choose. Amen, amen. It's, it's Brian Tooley, BTR Racing. You guys go check him out, man. Love having you on. Always interesting catching up, my friend. Always interested in catching up. So uh, you were a great resource and a friend to boot. Uh, make sure you guys check out our show, Air Weekends, on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episodes also now streaming on Motor Trend Plus. Uh, thanks to our guest, Brian Tooley. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B, your producer, Scoop, executive producer, Mr. Bob Ecker. Yeah, don't forget our website, twoguysgarage.com. All the podcasts are on there. So many other good content. And share your thoughts with us on social, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. And Two Guys Garage Podcast, it's copyright 2022, Brenton Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. Hey, man, always great catching up with you, buddy. Oh, it's just uh, awesome. I love, love, love what you're doing. Love engine speak, man. <laughs> Always fun. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you guys. All right, man. You too, bro. All right, guys. Hopefully, you learned a little bit in there, man. I know we kind of went high level. We came down low. There was all kinds of good stuff in there for everybody. So uh, we're it for today. We'll catch you guys on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.